0: You Never Had a Heart A Good Omens fanfiction, Written by Hot Cross Pigeon Read Aloud by Sky Asimaru If you enjoy this podfic, you can check out the original story on Archive of Our Own. If you would like to hear more of my recordings or see some of my own work, you can find me through the pen and screen name of Sky Asimaru. You Never Had a Heart by Hot Cross Pigeon Summary Aziraphale finds himself unwittingly ensnared in a demonic trap. Unfortunately for a panicking Crowley, there's only one way to get the angel out of it. Chapter 1 Blame the Profiteroles Crowley didn't know what he expected to find when his Aziraphale's in trouble again because he genuinely finds pleasure in dragging a certain besotted demon out of bed to come rescue him. senses went off at six in the morning. The sensation had tickled the scales all up his back like a serpentine xylophone and fizzed audibly on his forked tongue and he had rolled out of his comfy spot on the ceiling with a grumble about needy angels and their lack of respect for a good eighteen hours' sleep. No, he hadn't known then what to expect. But, well, it definitely wasn't this. When he finally found the angel, Aziraphale was trussed up like a turkey in some godforsaken alleyway somewhere in bloody Pimlico. What had the idiot gotten himself into now? They'd only seen each other last night for crying out loud. Couldn't the angel keep his ethereal nose clean for a couple of measly hours? Clearly not. Crowley adjusted his eyes to the darkness, the slitted pupils widening and sclera bleeding yellow. The air in this narrow alleyway was heavy and saturated with squirming hellish shadows. The angel was like a tiny beige-clothes moth, caught in a sprawling cobweb. Aziraphale was bound with occult manacles on his wrists and ankles. There were dark, almost alive chains attached to them that snaked halfway up his limbs like a creeper vine. It was debauched, is what it was. Crowley had some very, very loud thoughts about it. He stuffed them down into his mind with the rest of the sordid imaginings he'd had, Over the course of their relationship, there were a lot. The angel licking creme brulee off a teaspoon. The bottom wiggle he sometimes did when he got too excited, as seen from all angles. That time in the Roman baths, when his skin got all pink and... All right, enough of that. It had been a long six millennia of pining, with little relief, all right? Give him a break and yeah, he wasn't proud of it, but that was the truth of the matter. He really was quite pathetically smitten, actually. Aziraphale's entire being lit up when he saw the demon slinking towards him. Crowley was almost offended by the sheer amount of relief and joy he found himself suddenly smacked in the face with. Oh, there you are, Crowley. Thank goodness. It certainly took you long enough. I've been waiting nearly forty five minutes. My dear, I hate to say this, but you may be losing your touch. The angel looked awfully miffed at the situation he found himself in. As well he should be, really. Didn't look like much fun being restrained like that. Except it did. It really did. If Crowley were bolder, He might have suggested a few things that could have improved this situation inordinately. All right, get your thoughts out of the gutter, for Christ's sake. It's too early. I seem to have gotten myself into a spot of bother, continued Aziraphale, and he pouted obscenely. The angel's plump cheeks were tinged an embarrassed rose pink, and his wrists looked chaffed from where he'd obviously been tugging at the restraints. And Satan, it wasn't endearing at all. It wasn't adorable. It definitely wasn't sexy. Sometimes, Crowley thought, the angel brought it upon himself. He must know. Surely he knew what he did to the demon when he looked like that. Morning, angel. Crowley looked as air fell up and down over the top of his sunglasses, mouth curling with a small appreciative smirk what's all this then is it my birthday oh don't poke fun pleaded the angel tucking his head down until the soft skin of his chin met his bow tie <laughs> i'm in an awful pickle crowley took in the manacles with a low whistle <whistles> didn't like this for your kind of scene angel but hi hey, i'm open to it Crowley! All right, he sighed. Let me take a look. I believe it to be a demonic trap of sorts, explained the angel, as Crowley pressed closer so that he could examine the restraints with a frown of concentration. I'm afraid, in my attempt to dismantle the terrible thing, I might have inadvertently gotten a little stuck. Crowley sniffed nostrils flaring and tongue flickering out. He'd know that demonic stench anywhere. It had the cloying putrefaction of maggots wiggling in flesh, an underlying scent of boggy marshland and unwashed bodies. He didn't know if it was possible for someone to actually smell like a warty old toad. But, wait, did toads even have a smell? Eh, anyway... It smelled a lot like warty old toad, too. Hasta, he concluded with a scowl. Well, shit. He's not the chap with the large amphibian on his head, is he? Oh, good lord. fell reeled back in dismay at Crowley's grunt of affirmation, his pink lip pulling back in distaste. Oh, not that "'Ghastly fellow! I've had the misfortune of crossing paths with his ilk before. "'Do you know?' said the angel, with a hearty sniff. <laughs> "'He once attempted to devour me with those awful maggots of his. "'It's one of the only times I've seriously considered smiting someone. "'Luckily it didn't come to that, but I was sorely tempted.' Just imagine what the contemptuous creature would do to me if he were to find me in such a vulnerable position. It simply doesn't bear thinking about. He blinked his pretty blue eyes, and Crowley was done for. I don't suppose you could possibly help me out? The angel wheedled, effortlessly tempting. You take so much bloody looking after, grumbled Crowley as he graciously and inevitably acquiesced to the angel's demands. Crowley tried his very best, he really did, but it was no use. The restraints held fast against everything he threw at them. He should have suspected that to be the case, really. Haster was a Duke of Hell, after all. His powers were potent and malicious. Crowley's low level mischief couldn't hope to compare to that sort of horrible thing. It looked to be a fairly simple setup. Wait till a bumbling angel comes along. Then the influence on these hellfire forged restraints caused them to come to life like some low budget horror film. And ta da one grumpy trapped angel with a pair of big doe eyes that could skewer you at thirty paces. Course Technically speaking, demons weren't supposed to trap and torture angels. There was an unspoken agreement between heaven and hell about that sort of thing. Otherwise, it'd just be a massive free-for-all. Dead bodies everywhere. Overloaded recorporation department. Traumatized humans. The lot. But that didn't mean that these things didn't still happen. Demons were demons, after all and Crowley was pretty sure some of the twats upstairs used the lower-rank hellions to blow off a little steam, too. In another dimension, just slightly to the left of this one, Crowley could see the angel's true form being contained. It was like trying to see him through a thick wall of ice, nothing but a dispersed glow, a dimmed lantern. Eh, you tried burning them off yourself? Divine essence, or whatever it is when you do the weird thousand eyes thing. Crowley wiggled his fingers to further emphasise the sheer amount of mind-boggling, ethereal eyes that he knew Aziraphale hated to talk about. You know, all that blinding, holy lightning stuff? No, scowled the angel, looking like he wanted very much to fold his arms, crossly. I thought it better to just hang around the place, waiting for you to turn up, like a a one-dimensional damsel in distress character in some terribly written erotica. Crowley raised his eyebrows, contemplatively. He wouldn't put it past the angel to do just that, actually, especially if he wanted some attention, or was angling for an invite to dinner. Erotica, eh? he said waggling his eyebrows suggestively with all the subtlety of a lecherous old man, with his nose stuck in page three of The Sun. My, my, Angel, don't tease. Aziraphale rolled his eyes. Of course I attempted to free myself. However, this trap seems to have a dampening effect on my powers. I'm practically human right now. "'Oh, I knew I should never have taken that detour to the bakery. "'It's just that their profiteroles are, quite literally, it seems, to die for. "'Just the right amount of whipped cream and the chocolate ganache. "'Oh, positively sinful. "'And they always open early for me, you know. "'I'm quite the favoured customer.' "'I thought you said you got trapped trying to dismantle this thing.' "'or did you just wander blindly into it, daydreaming about bloody show pastry?' "'I did nothing of the sort,' huffed the angel. "'It was merely on my way, and I happened to notice it, "'and of course I couldn't just leave such a nasty old thing out in the open "'for anyone to stumble across. "'Can you imagine if an inexperienced angel, out on day release, "'got caught up in the dratted thing?' Oh, no, no, unthinkable, no, it was my sworn angelic duty to get rid of the awful contraption. Of course, then I, well, I might have accidentally doomed myself in the process, but these things happen, I suppose. These things didn't just bloody happen, actually. The angel was notorious in his meddling. He just couldn't leave well enough alone. Aziraphale sagged slightly, disheartened. "'Well, if you aren't having any luck with it, then I can see no other way forward. I'll just have to discorporate.' Crowley startled. Oy! Bit early for that sort of talk, isn't it? Give me a bit of time. I just bloody got here!' Half an hour later, and Crowley was ready to admit that Aziraphale had gotten himself good and caught wrapped up tighter than a certain serpent during the winter months. Short of gnawing the angel's limbs off, there was no way that Crowley could break him free without somehow convincing Haster to let him go. And that, despite Crowley's efficiency at manipulation, blackmail, and charm, was never gonna happen. Haster was a twat. "'If you're quite finished,' interrupted the angel, Patience now wearing thin, if the slightly raised eyebrow was any indication. i think of something. You can't just discorporate. You haven't even thought it through properly, have you? You'll get in trouble, for one thing. oodles of trouble. Gabriel will get all up your arse over it, and I'll have to listen to you whinging about it for ages. Plus, there'll be a shit-ton of paperwork. Oh, the paperwork. Aziraphale closed his eyes in melancholy, and then blinked them open, something like resignation in them, which Crowley didn't like the look of in the slightest. "'You're right. It is always such a faff getting issued with a new corporation, but it's still far better than the alternative, namely being subjected to the nefarious whims of that—' "'awful chap and his repulsive toad headpiece. "'Oh, Crowley, you simply have to help "'before he can get his bepustuled mitts anywhere near me. "'I... well, I suppose I should be grateful "'that you turned up when you did.' He looked pointedly at the demon then, expectantly, as if he actually... as if he actually bloody thought that... Crowley felt a cold horror settle over him. Me? He squawked. I'm not bloody doing it. Of course you are, insisted the angel, brightly. You'd hardly leave me tied up here, defenseless, with another demon on the prow, would you? No, no. Much better to have you do it, my dear. I can't. I can't. Don't like me. Please. Anything but this. He'd gargle with holy water. He'd spend a century in hell's administration department. He'd clip leaguer's colorful, lizardy toenails. Anything. Literally anything else. At all. Oh, don't be silly. I've discorporated you on a number of occasions, and it's really nothing to be afraid of. In my experience, it's best to do it quickly. Get it over with, as it were. Yeah, the angel had discorporated him, sure, but it'd mostly been accidental. Whoops! Sorry, old chap. I hadn't known you were inside when I collapsed that building on your head. Do forgive me. That sort of thing. I've never discorporated you. Crowley bit the words behind his teeth, chewed them up, and spat them out. I don't plan to start now. Well, implored Aziraphale. All the more reason for you to take advantage of this happy circumstance that's dropped neatly into your lap. High time you evened the odds a little, don't you think? You're sure to receive a commendation from below, at any rate. No. no, why? I'm not going to just—just just kill you. You're not killing me, cruelly. That's the point. You're merely doing away with this vaguely human-shaped body— It may be a little disconcerting at first, but I assure you, you'll be doing no harm to my actual ethereal self, and I'll be back in no time at all. Don't fret. I'm not fretting. Why would I be fretting? I've wanted to murder you loads of times. The angel treated him to a slow blink. Of course, my mistake. I'm sure your tongue always forks like that when you're not fretting. Anticipatory, is it? Crowley sucked the offending organ back in behind his teeth and glared. Aziraphale didn't seem to be paying his ire any mind. He remained obstinate. Don't make me ask you again. It's unseemly of an angel to beseech a demon for help. Except it wasn't help, was it? Help is a rescue, angel, Crowley said, the words tasting bitter help is not killing you help involved crowley bursting into whatever ridiculous situation the angel had wandered blindly into looking dashing and roguish and devilishly handsome it involved sweeping aziraphale off his tan brogues until he giggled and called him a sly old serpent and begged to please be put back down this instant because crowley was rumpling his new jacket It involved a very nice lunch out afterwards, three bottles of good wine, and then a snifter of brandy at the bookshop with a sozzled angel who might even deign to pat him gently on the knee with an impossibly warm hand. It didn't involve killing his best friend. Aziraphale didn't seem to realize this. Oh, you're making a a mountain out of a mollusk, Crowley, he insisted and might have flapped a flippant hand about if he'd been able. Why? Why did he love this stupid angel? Why? It's Mole Hill, making a mountain out of a molehill. hill! Aziraphale blinked at him. Is it really? Oh, a mole? Are you sure? Crowley slapped his own head. Yes! That's not even a modern idiom, angel, Christ's sake. Your speech patterns are stuck in the bloody twelfth century half the time. And, and anyway, I'm bloody well naught. you most certainly are. You're quite clearly making a mountain out of a mole's hill, actually. You should just get this whole blasted ordeal over with and be done with it. Aziraphale grumbled quite unreasonably. I can't kill you. "'said the demon, through gritted teeth, "'even though, at the moment, the angel was pushing his luck. "'Don't ask me to.' Will, that's very kind of you,' said Azirophil, "'To not wish to kill me. "'Very chivalrous, noble, admirable, even.' "'Crowley sucked in a lungful of air through his teeth. <sighs> "'Don't say that!' But I need you to put aside your ridiculous hero complex for the moment and think logically. I cannot escape this trap. If you leave me here, another demon will do unspeakable things to my person. The only way to avoid that is to discorporate, and I need your help to accomplish that. It's really rather simple. Crowley just looked at him, heart thudding in his ears. Yeah, that sounded perfectly fucking logical, didn't it? Can't you just pull one of your Skypey magician tricksy things? I'm sorry, said the angel, looking anything but. His eyes narrowed. What is it that you expect me to do? The demon shrugged. I thought you were friends with Houdini for a bit. You know, can't you just... "'Pull a fast one or something?' "'Crowley, really. "'I'll have you know there's quite a bit of difference "'between the art of human escapology "'and springing oneself from a powerful demonic trap "'made specifically to bind an angel "'and all ethereal powers therein. "'I'd appreciate it if you didn't attempt to mock me. "'I'm having a bad enough day as it is. "'Thank you.' "'Crowley's day wasn't shaping up to be a particularly good one, either.' Now, you were just telling me the other day how much you wished to throttle me, and while a little strangulation wouldn't outright discorporate me, if you have it in you to channel a little of that anger into this current situation, that would be wonderful. For fuck's sake, he had to bring that up, didn't he? As if Crowley could feel any worse. There's nothing to it, assured the angel, with a small smile. Just... One swift maneuver, and it's all over and done with. Now, I don't suppose you'd be willing to cut off my head? Crowley grimaced in actual, physical pain at the thought of... of... Jesus Christ, angel! That ah, right, yeah, I'll just lop your bloody head off with my demonic claws, shall I? Aziraphale considered it with a small hum. Hmm... Well, it might be a nasty way to go, but at least it would be quick. What? Fuck! No, Angel, no! I'm not doing that! What the hell is wrong with you? No? Well, if you're quite sure. Hmm, pondered Aziraphale, with a squint of his eyes and thought. I suppose it might be a bit too gruesome, mightn't it? Messy, too. Hmm. "'Well, there really aren't many options to ensure full discorporation. "'You could severe my carotid artery, "'though, as previously mentioned, it might make a bit of a mess, "'or perhaps a poison, "'though should that other demon witness it, "'he might think you've gone soft.' "'Crowley could barely believe what he was hearing. "'Oh, I know. It'll have to be the heart.' "'He indicated his chest with a dart of his blue eyes.' the eyelashes flicking downwards and fanning out over his cheekbone. Yes, that'll do nicely. The reliable old ticker. Just run it through with something sharp, and I'll take care of the rest. It'll be quick and painless, and with any luck, the bleeding will be mostly internal. With any luck? With any fucking luck? What? It was difficult to discorporate an angel. They didn't technically need to breathe or have a heartbeat, or anything mortal bodies needed to do to survive. If the angel weren't caught in this trap, it would have just been a bit of an annoyance being stabbed. Aziraphale might tut and miracle it all better with an extravagant wave of his hand, as if he were conducting an orchestra, and the wound would knit back together cleanly. He might wiggle a finger through the newly acquired hole in his shirt, dismay apparent, but that would be all. Caught in this trap, the angel was almost, frighteningly, human. Crowley was shaking his head before he even realized it. "'Can't!' he breathed, because the world had gone mad. This was a nightmare. He should slap himself in the face and wake up. "'Can't do it! Nope!' Aziraphale looked at him with a mildly annoyed expression that definitely didn't do the situation justice. "'as if Crowley had refused to pick up his suit from the dry-cleaners "'or his favourite pastries from the local patisserie. "'Need I remind you,' he stated primly, "'that we're on a rather tight schedule here. "'We don't have time for dilly-dallying around. "'Your co-worker could happen upon us at any moment, "'and it'll have to look convincing. "'I didn't take you for the squeamish sort.' Just be a dear and miracle up a knife already. Crowley swallowed, but did just that. In truth, he was utterly terrified, and listening to the angel sounded better than listening to the swirl of god-awful thoughts in his head that were mostly yelling at him to throw up, punch himself in the face, or flee, screaming all the while. Aziraphale regarded the recently acquired weapon with a critical eye. Oh, oh, no, that'll never do. It'll have to be much sharper and thinner, or you'll never be able to reach my heart on the first go. Crowley felt the knife morph under his hands until it was deadly and needle-pointed, and he wanted nothing more than to turn the blade around and jab it repeatedly into his own eye socket just to get himself out of this, whatever the hell this was. Worse than hell. this absolute sodding torture all right now just press it against my chest a little to the left that's it and hold it steady crowley swallowed audibly his hand was shaking what now he managed to snap because he didn't think he could do it he couldn't do it he actually physically couldn't do it in fact he wasn't going to bloody do it even if the angel asked him to. Aziraphale took a small breath in, probably to steady his nerves, and he didn't look at Crowley. His grey eyes were fixed on the knife, a pink tongue peeping out to wet his lips. Well, now, I'll. I'll simply. push into it, he said, with a false confidence that rung like a dull bell between them. They both waited for a few moments, Crowley holding the knife and trembling, and Aziraphale probably attempting to convince himself that this was the best option, his chest swelling with each breath and pressing up against the tip of the knife. He was brave, the old angel. Didn't look it, didn't act like it most days, either. But he was. The point was ludicrously sharp, It had already disappeared into the fabric of the angel's shirt, probably already pricking at the soft skin beneath, and it made Crowley's teeth ache. Aziraphale took another breath in, this one quick and determined, and with a definite undercurrent of, "Ooh, fuck it, here goes nothing. And then he jolted forward, suddenly, with his eyes closed. And Crowley instinctively "'moved the blade backwards and away at the very last minute. "'Because fuck that! Fuck this whole thing!' Uh, "'Crowley!' cried the angel, incensed, "'popping open his blue eyes "'and immediately using them to sear into Crowley's eternally damned soul. "'What on earth are you playing at? I nearly had it!' "'The demon shook his head. "'No, this is... I'm not i can't you are so so he made an inhuman sound in his throat that summed up his feelings perfectly Ugh, this is stupid this is really really fucking stupid it's got to be another way, my dear there isn't aziraphale said calmly close your eyes I'm not closing my bloody eyes. I said I'm not doing it, and that's it. (sighs) You're not thinking about this in the right way. It's a kindness, I assure you. It fucking isn't. Of course it is, the angel implored. I'm sorry to upset you with this, but if that brute gets his hands on me, there's no telling what he'll do. Put the knife back into position and stop making such a fuss. Uh, "'Nope, can't. Not doing that. No why?' "'If you care about me at all,' said Aziraphale, "'because he was a manipulative pain in the arse, "'if you value our friendship in the least bit, "'you will do as I ask.'" "'Right. Remind him again why he was friends "'with this stubborn old bastard? "'Was it because he enjoyed tormenting himself?' "'Fuck!' The angel was right, though. Sought it all, he really hated it when the angel was right. Crowley knew for a fact that Haster had some really nasty weapons hidden in the folds of his grubby trench coat. The sort of despicable things that could leave more than a psychological scar on an angel. He wasn't about to let anything like that happen to Aziraphale. You're not killing him. Crowley tried to remind himself. You're not, not really. This is just pretend. It's saving him from getting a hot demonic poker shoved up his arse, probably. Uh, Don't think about that too much, that's weird. Uh, Point is, you're not killing him. You'll have a big old laugh about this later. It'll be fucking hilarious. He felt his eyes prickle and was glad, not for the first time of his ever-present sunglasses, wouldn't do for the angel to get ideas. Crowley clenched his jaw and positioned the blade again, the tip pressing into the angel's pristine pastel blue shirt. Aziraphale smiled. Thank you. Christ. Don't. Don't you dare. Crowley warned, seethingly. Another smile. This one dimpled. The angel's grey eyes were brimming over with something warm and affectionate. Something that the demon didn't deserve at all. Especially not at this moment in time. Not ever, actually. You know, my dear, the angel entreated, gently. I'd much rather... And then, in the blink of an eye, he was impossibly close. Their noses touched and Crowley thought for one crazy minute that the angel might kiss him. Then he tilted his head to the side, and their cheeks slid over one another, the barest brush of skin on skin. It was over so quickly that Crowley could barely grasp what the heaven had happened. His brain couldn't catch up with what he was seeing. There was pressure against his chest. Something digging in. Wait. He looked down. Aziraphale had... He'd... He had moved so fast that Crowley hadn't even thought to move away, his torso surging forward suddenly and sliding into the blade like a fucking kebab on a skewer. Crowley was so close that the blade's handle was caught between them, pressing against the demon's own chest, and Aziraphale had used that firm resistance to push the knife in deeper or he'd never have managed it. He'd... he'd only gone and impaled himself mid-bloody sentence. Fuck! Fuck! Crowley had been distracted with the angel's stupid, beautiful face and stupid, beautiful voice. The... the stupid, stupid, brave, bloody idiot. The absolute, utter twat. Crowley reared back in horror his legs suddenly feeling like jelly. Ooh! fell barely breathed, quietly breaking through the demon's tumultuous screaming in his own head. The soft skin around the angel's eyes had gathered an abject misery. Gosh! he said, completely inadequately. End of Chapter 1